Welcome to our podcast series called The Thorn and Rose's Side. Hi, I'm Rose Miller. I've been an HR professional for many years. I know people are a company's most important asset, yet they can be the biggest pain in their assets. Elon's at it again. Another tweet that had my HR sensibilities on red alert. In another public statement, he said, I strongly believe that all managers in a technical area must be technically excellent. Managers in the software industry must write great software, or it's like a cavalry captain who can't ride a horse. The only part of the statement that I can professionally agree with is that I believe all leaders and managers should deeply understand, on an organizational level, what all staff members do and identify the drivers that make staff more productive. But force managers to write software? Make them get into the weeds? I don't think so. It brings up a good question on whether companies should make their managers actually do some operational work. A good friend of mine who leads an executive leadership program posted a comment in response to Musk's tweet that was very much on point. He said, We see this as a real challenge with many of the clients we work with today. Too many leaders feel compelled to be fully consumed doing operational work and fighting fires, leaving little or no time to actually lead and manage. The current short staffing crisis in many industries has made this problem even more difficult to overcome. But going back to Elon's cavalry analogy, in a military setting, there's generals, lieutenants, And then there's field officers and soldiers. Do the generals and lieutenants really need to know how to ride a horse? Or do they need to know what it takes for an excellent field soldier to ride a horse? What would happen in war if there wasn't any generals or lieutenants? What would happen if the entire war's success relied singularly on only one general to lead a multitude of military campaigns? I would guess they'd lose their competitive advantage. I don't profess to be a software expert by any means, but I have had deep exposure in consulting several software companies. One example involved a rapidly growing company that needed to respond to multiple requests for improved software offerings, fixing many code glitches, and a demand to launch new versions of their software. They had a talented group of software coders, and the owners decided to bring in a software expert to identify some of the reasons why live dates for new versions were delayed. The first problem identified was the team of coders did not have a strong manager who could plan, develop, visualize, and execute on the fundamental coding architecture required to create software versions that were scalable. In the consultant's first presentation to the owners, he explained that without a strong leader who could create a global plan and properly direct the coding staff, 
the coating could easily and most likely turn into a bowl of spaghetti. When a team leader was hired, the software product immediately improved and new versions were released on a timely basis. And guess what? Team leaders were never asked to write good software themselves. To my friend's point, it's a common mistake for managers who are new in the role to fall back on operational tasks because they lack the training to convert their energy into planning and directing from a strategic perspective. Insecure managers are always in the weeds and micromanage every operational piece of the company. Unfortunately, these behaviors also demonstrate a lack of confidence in themselves and a lack of trust with their staff. A manager can't climb the corporate ladder if they can't release their foot from the bottom rung. It's a superhuman feat to be able to visualize initiatives from the 5,000 feet while deep in the weeds. We all have our limitations. When energy and creativity is placed in one direction, there's always an economic deficiency taken from another area. The trick is finding the best utilization of ones who can lead and the ones who follow. Successful leaders are great delegators, not because they don't want to do the work or ride the horse. It's because their value is derived from planning out and showing the troops where to go.